0: Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative, and it's scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Lattow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. That's it with your boy. Better pray for your boy. Robin Lattow. Keep that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. Tiger, 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 Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger's gotten to another car situation. Uh, This time, at least, it wasn't Elon coming with the nine iron because he was cheating with porn stars. And, uh,. Was, what was it? Waitresses? Was it Denny's? It was It was some sort of establishment like that. Like Denny's. Do people still go to Denny's? I remember when I was a teenager, that was, that was like a spot. You went to Denny's because it was cheap. So you know, you would go after, you know, hanging out. It was like, a, you know, Waffle House, Denny's. Those type of, those type of spots. You probably remember that from your childhood. But yeah, Tiger, 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 Tiger Woods, y'all. Good news is he's alive. So we can kind of talk about it honestly. You know what I'm saying? We can talk about it honestly. Um, you know, you, when someone passes away, you, gotta, you there are certain things you just can't say. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Uh, also, check out Young Rock. It's not a bad show. But since he's actually alive, I, I think we can talk about this honestly. You know, Tiger has not been the same. Since the sex scandal. And I always have conflicted uh, feelings about uh, Tiger Woods. Uh, Because, on the one hand, you know, he was villainized uh, for basically just having, you know, sex. For cheating. Not a crime uh, to cheat. A lot of your favorites have cheated. A lot of your goats have cheated. But they never really. Nobody really gets the the or has gotten the blowback like uh, Tiger uh, has uh, when he was caught cheating. And the reason why, for those that don't know, you should know, is they they put Tiger Woods up to this. Uh, they they this image that just you know it's not him. You know it's, you know it's kind of like he was the quintessential. Well, we got a black guy, but he's not really black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've been in that, that situation before. You know where you know there's this there's, there's a there's a black guy around, so they can say hey, I got a black friend, but you know they don't really consider him black. You know white people do that a lot. Like you don't separate white people by different variations. You'll be like, oh, that's the poor white person, that's the rich white person, that's the you know the hood white person, that's the smart white person, the nerd white. You don't do that. They're just white people black people gets all of these different qualifications they're tiered and leveled on by different people so you know tiger woods you know yeah he's black but yeah when really he black he was uh what, is he, poly, what do you call himself black and asian or whatever came up with his own name so they put him on this pedestal then when he got in trouble then he just was black <laughs> he just black guy in trouble he's the white establishment who obviously, you know, these guys are, are doing scams and Phil Mickelson is stealing, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and, you know, John Daly is drinking beers and getting drunk, but, you know, no, Tiger, you know, cheated with a porn star. We got to send you the sex rehab. Sex rehab has to be considered a scam. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, you know, I get, you know, alcoholism and, and drugs and, you know, if you're doing crack Things of that nature. You need to go to rehab if you you know, got anger issues. So, you know certain things like that. But sex rehab, that 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 sounds like a scam. It's like saying you got to you know you eat donuts every day. You got to go to donut to rehab. <laughs> so it's a bit of a scam. You know, but Tiger, you know, it hasn't quite been the same since then. I always felt bad because you know no one should have to go to sex rehab just because they're cheating. He he wasn't because. He just had to have sex. If if that was the criteria, then the entire NBA would be in sex rehab. Anyway, so I felt bad about that. But then, you know, sometimes it's hard to feel bad for him because, you know, I don't know necessarily I don't think he has quote unquote political leanings. But he doesn't mind hanging out with the with you know the Trumps of the world, if you get what I'm saying. You know, Trump was burning down the country. And he was getting medals from Trump. So I wouldn't be surprised when he went in, if he if he went and voted that he, he voted for Trump. And even though they treated him like trash, you know, when everything went down, he still gets kind of iffy, you know, on on that whole, hey, I'm I'm black. You know, he's kind of more still leaning toward, yeah, I'm black, but you know. I got my white women, I got my white friends, and stuff like that. Now, with that being said, I don't want to see anybody you know die in a car accident. The man got kids. Nobody wants to see that, but he needs to chill. He, he's not a good driver. You know, he's he's been hit with a couple of DUIs, uh, p- taking the pain pills. Elon took him out. You know, with the nine iron, which really doesn't get reported. You know, that that's that's really domestic violence against Tiger. You know, just because he cheated, that don't mean you can hit him over the head with a nine iron. It is, yeah, you know, he's a competitor because, you know, he's, he's probably the best golfer of all time. But his body just is giving out on him. Back injuries, leg injuries. Now he got a rod in his leg. You know, he won that one Masters, you know, it's like the comeback. But, you know, I, I don't think, you know, especially after this, I, I think he's just going to be Tiger Woods. I don't think you can expect it. He's not going to be playing golf. Anytime soon, so it's a a you know confliction. Like I said, with Tiger, like yeah, I don't, I don't want nobody. Like I said, I want nobody to be, I want especially if they got kids. And, and he's not a criminal. You know what I mean? Like he hasn't done anything bad. You know, not really embracing your blackness is not a crime per se. But you know, I'm glad that he's gonna be alright. You know, but man, go go get you a driver, man. <laughs> Come on now. What in the blue hell? What the hell is going on with Deion Sanders and Jackson State? Getting robbed every other week. (laughs) They took his boom box a couple of weeks ago and now he's saying that they stole his stuff during the game. But then the school tried to cover it up a bit and then they got into the back and forth and then people was pissed off because Deion was talking about his chains or whatever getting stolen and not the fact that they won 53 uh, did nothing against Little Sisters of the Poor. What's going on there? You know, it reminds me of a, of a story, you know. And, and listen, you know, Jackson State is in Jackson, Mississippi, right? You know, Dion comes, you know, from the hood. Don't get me wrong, but it's been a long time since, you know, Dion has been from the hood. If you understand what I'm saying. You know, even in Texas, you know he was dealing with some high-profile high school athletes. Jackson, Mississippi, is a totally different beast. Um, I had some friends uh, that that went to Jackson State. Uh, you know, uh, had some high school friends that went to Jackson State, so I would go down there to visit because you know they had better better parties, a uh, little more ratchet parties than the Ohio State University. And you know, it's it's. Not for the faint of heart. <laughs> they don't care that Dion is the head coach of the team. He's coming down there with a lot of flashy things. So, hey, they trying to get a come up. Dion's not going to be there long. i am just let you know that. It don't matter the type of success. This is not like the guy, you know, he's going to be a gremlin for like 35 years. No, it's not happening like that. Dion is trying to use this as a springboard to get a head coaching job. At a Division 1. Something high level. Trust me. He's not going to be there long. And he always he seems a little perturbed. At his surroundings. You know it's not. Neon Dion. Style. In Jackson. Mississippi. With that being said. He shouldn't steal the man's stuff. And I don't know. Sometimes Dion lies a lot. So you, you got to. You got to take, you know, I know he says truth, but it's a lot of lies from Dion. So, you know, you got to be careful with kind of listening to what he's saying because you never know if it's truth, or you know, or not. He could be making the whole thing up. He likes to bring a lot of attention to himself. That's just the way he is. But uh, I don't think this is for long. I wouldn't be shocked if it's just a one-year thing. Maybe two. I know they're doing spring football. So maybe they do spring and fall. But trust me, he won't be there for long. What else is going on? Vanessa Bryant upset at Meek Mill. You know, Meek, you could tell. And you know, Meek Mill, I'm sure has a has a good amount of money, and he's been a fairly successful uh, rapper. He's hooked up with Hov, so he does good things. Rick Ross does a lot of good things. Does good things in the community for the kids and stuff. But. The facts of the matter is this, he's he's not a intelligent guy. He's not a very bright guy. You can even look at him, and he looks a little slow. I mean, let's just be honest. He looks a little slow. I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you something that you don't know. And I understand, you know, for the for the five people that was like, it's hip-hop. It's hip hop. <laughs> it's hip hop. You know you can't be so sensitive. I like, guess so. Yeah, sometimes you you gotta you gotta rein it in a bit. so well, what's the difference between you know Lil Wayne talking about beating it up like Emmett Till and Meek Mill, you know talking about Kobe. Like I'm saying, it's not really a difference. It's, they're both bad. It's just one has happened a very very long time ago. Now, that doesn't mean anything to people, the family members of Emmett Till that are still around. But one happened a very long time ago. Another happened last year. And still is very fresh in the mind. And you know, Vanessa has teenage daughters. She may not know Meek Mill a lot or be familiar with his music. But his daughters, you know, Kobe's daughters probably do. They probably listen to that stuff. I mean, it's tough, you know. He should just be a little smarter about it. But like I say, he's not the brightest, you know, individual. You can tell by the way he tweets. He's not a very bright man. You know, sometimes you just got to be like, I'm sorry, and just take it down. That's it. Even if you feel that you're right, even if you feel that, you, you know, you justified, or whatever, just say sorry. This is a grieving, you know, mother and wife. Just, just say it and move on. Like the people that made up that um, uh, Nipsey Hussle's lady was pregnant. Her name escapes me right now. I'm sorry, but you I mean, why would you do that? You know, if you don't have any concrete proof, she hasn't um, she hasn't announced anything. Why would you just put that out there in the wind? You know, it's gonna trend. Of course, it's gonna trend. And social media is a, is a poisonous place. At the moment, it's very poisonous. I suggest if you can, I know we're in the Rona, you know, you, you take your breaks from social media. Because yeah, if not, it, it could poison you in, with the toxicity. And I'm not talking about, you know, masculine toxic and all that. I'm just talking about just toxic, just negative. It'll grind you down and spit you out. Just go outside, take a walk. Speaking of social media, the big story from this week, which I didn't think was going to be a big story, was uh, IG scammer hush puppy. Um, it's interesting because we've done multiple hush puppy stories uh, before, and they've done well. Don't get me wrong; they've done they've done well. They haven't done a million views well like this one. If you're not familiar with the story, uh, Mr. Hush Puppy was, you know, like a lot of people on Instagram. He was a flosser. Private jets, nice cars, a lot of designer clothes, a lot of captions about, you know, you got a motivation. And when you work hard, the spoils of your labor, you know, all of that stuff. Now, I've told you this many, many times before. You cannot, especially Instagram. I'm moving on from Twitter to Instagram. You cannot use Instagram as, as, first off, a gauge of what reality is. And second, you can't take it at face value what people put on Instagram is what really is going on in their real life. Because, let's be honest. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest with you. Right? If you looked at Instagram, you would think everybody's beautiful. In our country, right? I mean, you think everybody's gorgeous, men and women. You think everybody's gorgeous. If you just went to the little part of the Instagram where you know it shows you, you know what's trending and all of that stuff, you think everybody is gorgeous, right? Now go to Walmart or Target or the airport, or the gas station, and look around. Doesn't quite look like Instagram, does it? No, it doesn't. Instagram is. Like the, it's like the make the first Matrix. Remember in the movie the Matrix. The they they asked Agent Smith or Agent Smith was telling Morpheus I believe. Gotta watch the movie again. He was telling Morpheus. He said Morpheus, you know, we tried to make a Matrix where everything was you know perfect where everybody was happy and life was good, and the people rejected it because they knew it wasn't reality. That's Instagram. We look at it; everything looks perfect, everything looks great, but that's not the reality. It's a, it's a matrix. It's a real life matrix. So Hush Puppy was one of those guys, and he had millions of followers who was like, "Man, I wish I was Hush Puppy." Now his name should have been a dead giveaway that something was off. <laughs> <laughs> No grown man goes around calling himself a hush puppy. But he uh couldn't find out he was a, he was a scammer and the feds caught on and the latest story that we did was on top of his, his scam and he was he was doing the, the the general Nigerian scam where he was getting um he was getting people's bank accounts and 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 Milking them and, and identity theft, all your regular scamming stuff, and using that money, he made about forty million dollars. They said, and using that money to floss on Instagram and his lifestyle. But then the feds found out that he was also working with the North Koreas. North Koreans, I should say, and he had helped them steal about one point three billion, and he had got some kickback on that. And so I was watching this documentary about Hush Puppy, and. The fans were saying, and, you know, it's like one of them big, cold, you know, everybody was involved type of situation in multiple countries and stuff. And the fans were saying they had no idea really what was going on. You know, like the scam was working. They, they didn't have many leads and stuff. And then they said someone, you know, kind of alerted them to this guy that didn't have no job but was doing all of this stuff. And one of the social media posts they alerted him to was he had flew out Black China. They was out there eating sushi. And they saw that post and they saw the cars and they saw the private jets and the helicopters and the expensive, you know, the, the five-star hotels. And And who is this guy? And they started poking around and found out that, you know, he said he did, he said he did business. You know, people that are scammers, they always just do business. Business that you really can't verify, you know. I'm in real estate. You know, I flip houses. You know, something that that's hard to track. I do investments. Well, they found out he didn't have no job, and they went searching. They went certain. They went actually searching through his Instagram. Found out, you know, maybe more people that was involved, and built their case for there. And that's when they found a the big scam. There's another guy we just did a story on yesterday. He robbed a Chanel in 4K. Well, the camera was more like 2D. But you see him in there. He just walks in, which in theory, a lot of times you can do because a lot of these stores don't have like armed security. So he walks into the Chanel store, steals a bunch of bags. You know, Chanel bags are like you know, the, the, the cheapest is like four or $5,000. You know, so he steals a bunch of stuff probably worth about fifteen hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff, steals it, he had his mask on and everything, runs out. Cops have no leads until <laughs> he starts flossing with the stolen bags on Instagram. Then next thing you know, they, they track they that's the bag that was stolen. They track him down and now he's in jail. So the the lesson here really, to get to the crux of it is if you're gonna be a criminal, you know, you can still do all your flossing. You can buy your cars. You can go to Dubai and you know poop on Black China. You can do all of that if you want. Just do it in silence. Cam Newton got into it with a teenager uh, at his football camp. Teenager, teenager called him ass. Said you know, said he's gonna be a free agent. He's gonna go broke. And uh, the thing about this particular story that I found interesting. Was there were some people in the media, I might add, that felt like people who found the, the kid disrespectful was overdoing it. And we should, we were just being old folks. We're talking about what we would do back in our day. <laughs> I thought it was a strange thing. Now granted, the person that was saying this doesn't have any kids, so they don't really know anything. You know, it's all. It's, you don't have no kids. You don't really know what the hell you're talking about, to be honest. <laughs> Plus, he's kind of a weirdo, anyway. But the fact of the matter is, this is that. You know, it doesn't matter if you're old or you're young or you're you're fifty, you're seventy, you're twenty five. Teenagers shouldn't be cursing out adults. I mean, that's just common sense. That's just that's just decorum, like. I you know, I still call people older than me sir and ma'am. Even if they're like the same age. Yes, 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 sir, yes, ma'am. It's just polite. There's nothing wrong with it. But these kids nowadays, because they have people in the media telling them, you know, to go viral and and pumping them up and everything. See, this kid was thought he was gonna be famous on TikTok. And he did he did become famous just not for the reasons that he thought. Everybody want to be famous on TikTok. Everybody wants to go viral on Twitter. You, like you know, they would have. And the other thing that kind of concerns me, and nobody really talked about this, to be honest with you, there's no way that kid talks like that to Peyton Manning, or Eli Manning, for that matter. Hell, even Matt Ryan. You know, there's there's this comfortability, sometimes of, of kids, you know, feeling they can talk to to black people any way that they want. And like I said, this this goes far beyond football. Doesn't even matter that Cam Newton uh, has, you know, regardless of what you think of Cam Newton, the football player, he's done things in the NFL and in college that not many football players in the history of college and the NFL have ever done. I don't have no stats, but I'm pretty sure there's not many quarterbacks that can say they won an NCAA championship won an MVP, and reached the Super Bowl. Now, I'm sure there's not many. I mean, that's some high-level stuff. If you're like, hey, I want to be in the NFL, if your career was any in, anything like Cam Newton, it would be considered a success. The man's a borderline Hall of, hall of Famer. Borderline, but he, to be a border a borderline Hall of Famer means you're better than 99.7% of the NFL players ever to play the game but just everybody, just, everybody's just so disrespectful and once again that goes back to social media social media has made these kids super disrespectful because everybody wants to go viral like I see the language in these videos and it just disappoints me and I'm not saying I was better than anybody else when I was a kid or anything but I do remember that you know I went through a little cursing phase when I was a teenager, and you know, I got sat down, and somebody told me, you know, people who curse is just people that aren't smart enough to find better words to express themselves. And I really took that to heart. I really did, and I'm not saying you know if you're grown and you curse that you're dumb. I'm just saying that you there's better ways to express yourself. And the kid apologized and and whatever, but that's just where we're at as a society, and it's terrible. And I don't want to necessarily blame the kids' parents, because I don't know what they're telling them. You know, or maybe they are asking him, maybe that's just the way he is. You know, but but we gotta we gotta get back to some level of respect. You know, you had a camp where you have an MVP that potentially could be available that you can you know get some advice from. I remember I ran into Jay Z once when I was like. I don't know, uh, 19 maybe, nineteen twenty. Now this is not, you know, the Jay-Z now that's worth a billion dollars, but he was still Jay-Z. Now imagine me running into Jay-Z and saying, oh yeah, you whack. <laughs> Your lyrics are trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Jay-Z, I got some advice. Hell, I took some advice from Memphis Bleak. Say, Memphis, yeah, I took advice. Why? Memphis Bleak had a, you know, had a record deal. Had a couple of high songs. Why would I say man, man? Why would I run into Memphis Bleak and be like, you're trash? This man has has gotten to a level of success. He's had, you know, songs on the billboard charts. Maybe he can help me. I don't know. We got to stop with the disrespect. And we see, and I know, you know, this is kind of something that went public, but you see it every day. You see it every day, especially, you know, If I give a kid any type of credit, at least he did it to his face. Most of the time, it's people doing it behind the computers. Twitter fingers. I'm pretty sure you saw this story about a UCLA cross country runner named Chris Whelan. And before I get into how this is the Injustice League. Because there's a specific point I want to get to. Here's the quick overview of the story. And you've probably, in your lifetime, especially if you're a brother. And probably if you're a white guy, to be honest with you. This is not a story that I would say is unique. What's unique is that it came to light. So Chris Whelan was dating this white woman in college. This white girl. And he cheated on her. That's college. These things happen. So the uh, white girl, obviously, still hurt by the betrayal. <laughs> uh, so, you know, went out to a party and got with a black guy. And after he got with the black guy, he didn't have any more interest in Mr. Whelan. <laughs> and this made Mr. Whelan Upset. So Mr. Whelan, you know, sent some text messages um, calling the black guy uh, uh, the F word, uh, the homophobic word, which, you know, it's kind of ironic considering, you know, he's definitely, black guy definitely wasn't gay because the lady don't want to come back to him. And he called him a stupid F and N word. Then <laughs> audio was released of young Chris uh, calling his mom and complaining about the fact that you know his girl has left him for a brother, and once again calling the brother uh, the N word multiple times. His mom doesn't really super chastise him about it. She tells him to watch his language, and then tells him to be careful because she don't want to get beat up because she knows. If he gets caught saying that around a bunch of black guys, they're going to beat him up. He's like, I beat them all up. I kick all their asses. Okay, Chris, you're like 5'5. You run cross country. You're not beating up a bunch of black guys at UCLA. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest, Chris. Don't lie to yourself like this. Anyway, he was a card in 4K doing all of this. And, uh, you know, it got to social media. And it got to social media and, and. the reason that it got to social media is where the injustice comes in. Um, UCLA knew about it months before it hit the social media streets. And they suspended young Chris for a period of time. But they then reinstated him. Which pissed off a lot of the other cross-country people and athletes uh, who knew about the situation. And then that's when stuff started leaking. I have no idea who was recording his phone conversations with his mom, but salute to you. And that's just a white privilege thing, you know, where he got reinstated. They tried to slide it under the rug. Let's just be honest, under the rug. That's where they tried to slide it, under the rug. Uh, now, he's, you know, he's off the team, but he really should be out of, uh, I mean, out of the school, to be honest with you. But he's still in enrolled, to my understanding, as of right now. Um, I'm going to tell you something that maybe you should already know. Like I said at the beginning, this happens a lot. <laughs> uh, this happens a lot. As someone who went to a predominantly uh, white high school and then went to a predominantly uh, white college, the Ohio State University, uh, even though at, at OSU they they have, there's not a lot of black people there, but they do have a lot of like uh, foreign people so it's not it's not like just all white and black it's, you know it's like a lot of white a little black a lot of Chinese a lot you know, a lot of foreign as well good big state school but I can tell you from experience uh, that this is a thing that happens a lot and let me tell you what happens and it's, it's probably even worse in midwestern schools and, and, and southern schools than out here in LA. Obviously it happens out here too. But here's here's essentially what happens, right? So you have all of these white girls that are from these rural cities in places like Ohio and Alabama and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Tennessee. In all of these you know, places around there, Missouri, all of these places, who rarely have any interaction uh, with black people. And maybe the interaction that they have is like one black person here or there. And that black person has probably been brainwashed because he's been living in a city with no black people for 18, 20 years. But whatever the case. Then they go to this big university Bama, Auburn, OSU, Michigan. Penn State, Wisconsin, and there's still not a whole lot of black people, but there's more, let's just put it like that, and either it's curiosity to piss off dad, or in this case, to get back at boyfriend or whatever, they go searching for the chocolate waters, (laughs) just, just to see. Put a toe in the chocolate waters. And that makes these white boys furious. Furious. He is not, Mr. Wheelan is not the first white guy to call a black guy uh, the N-word because he stole this girl. I'm sure that happens on campus every single day. Because cause a lot of the they don't come back. Sometimes the curiosity gets curified. It's made up their word. And then they go back. You know, and they go marry their the accountant high school sweetheart and live happily ever after. Other times they ain't never coming back. They ain't never coming back. They like Richie and Harlem Knights. See ya. So this is, not, this is not an unusual situation. Man just got caught 4K. I mean what can I say? You know, the buzz' are a little cooler. It is very important to understand that just because Joe Biden is the president and we're not talking about Trump every day because they banned him from all the social media, things haven't changed, right? And we still need to stay vigilant. On things especially the police brutality and the cop stuff I did a couple of stories where the first one a Louisiana cop Baton Rouge literally choking a 13 year old kid in broad daylight in the middle of the street and he, he has not been punished at all at all then you see down in Texas it's a damn freezing storm people dying Kid's walking back from his job. It's a couple of blocks away from Walmart home. Someone calls and says, Hey, there's kid out here walking. You know, he looks cold. Can you go check on him? The cops come out there. Instead of offering the kid a ride where it's, you know, warm in the car, they follow him, they harass him, they assault him, and arrest him. for You know what they arrest him for? Walking in the street during a snowstorm. You know, because, you know, they don't want to slip on the ice. Where there's no cars driving, because you know snowstorm. I just saw another, we did another story. Kids driving around in a nice SUV. Cops pulling over. Say, so fit the description of a wanted criminal. What's the name of the criminal? Da 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 da. Here's my ID. I'm not him. Well, we're gonna detain you anyway. What for? Yeah, just gotta be safe. So this this stuff is still happening. Um, uh, you know. Now, I'm not saying that everybody's got a little lax. I think the same thing happened when President Obama was elected. Everyone was like, "You know, you got the black president; things are going to be better." But, you know, I think in certain ways, you know, maybe our expectations of what we could be able to do as black people got better, but the core of our society has not not gotten better at all. And that's the facts, and I I just don't think that we are being as vigilant as as we should, especially some of these media people. Like I'm still the only one that's doing these stories. Where's everybody else from the summer that were profiting off of these stories, who were talking real loud on social media? And now, you know, just care more about what's going on in love and hip hop. Stop sleeping. Just because the president's changed, that really has nothing to do with what's going on in the streets. Until Joe Biden says, you know so we got to change everything with the cops. Ain't nothing changing. Ain't nothing changing. And before I get out of here, just want to give you guys uh, a thanks. Uh, For being patient, I know we're not doing as many shows as we used to, but trying to really enjoy my time with my newborn baby, uh, Miss Harper Gray. Uh, It's going to be three months in a couple of weeks. They're only babies for so long, and and once they start walking and talking, it's like, oh, no, they're not babies uh, anymore, but really trying to maximize that time with my family, my wife, my kid, the dog, and everything. Especially since it looks like maybe we're coming to the back end of the Rona, And once we get out of that, maybe we'll start going back and, and covering uh, events. I actually inquired about the uh, NBA All-Star game, but they really kind of locked down on that. But hopefully by summer... And then, going into the fall, uh, and probably 2022, if we're being honest, get back out of the streets uh, covering events. So, just spending a lot of time with my, my precious baby. Uh, she is growing really, really, really fast. Uh, but I do appreciate once we when I do drop a show, the listeners have been crazy. You know, people don't understand, like, you know if you have a podcast or you have a web show or you know you you do you tweeting you on Instagram whatever it is it really doesn't matter if it's one listen one like one retweet or a thousand or five thousand or ten thousand that's someone that appreciates your work and don't get discouraged if the numbers are low that's still think about it Even if you got just a hundred, it's a hundred people that appreciate what you're doing and want to hear what you have to say. So, so don't give up, you know, some stories only get a thousand views, some stories get a million views, not necessarily the stories that I think are the best that sometimes get the most eyes on them, Uh, but just keep at it and, you know, just keep moving forward. And, and good things are going to happen to you. So, for those that are rocking with me through what was uh, up and down 2020, let's be honest, and uh, still rocking with me in 2021, <sighs> big things. Come on, Barkus. This is a good little, you know, a good little flow I was on. I'm trying to do an inspirational speech here. <laughs> big things are, are, are still to come. My head is held high. I know I, 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 I'm 10 toes down. I know that I've done right by people. And, you know, I'm going to come out better on the back end for it. So, just want to let you know I appreciate you. I definitely would try to get at least one show uh, up a week. And at some point, we'll try to double them up and get, you know, two shows a week. But definitely appreciate you. Have a great day. Be safe. and. In the immortal words of The Rock, know your role and shut your mouth. <laughs> I appreciate you listening. Please follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, and YouTube, B-S-O-T-V. Big shout out to ABF Creative for putting put this podcast together. I'm out.